Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Diversity and Fellowship. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about code switching. In our last episode with uh, Brother John Nelson, he made mention of this term, and we realized that we haven't done an episode about it. So it's time for us to expand a little bit on what code switching is and to give like a a basic definition of what code switching is. It's the the idea that um, minority culture, when they go into majority spaces, they have to sort of change their identity. Mm. Um, They have to change the way they talk, change the way they look in order to fit in or even in order to not just fit in, but but to gain access into um, employment, different things of that nature. And because of that, especially when you think about the church and if we're going to be fighting for diversity in fellowship, if people feel like they have to change who they are in order Mm. to come into those spaces, then we're going to have a hard time uh, when it comes to diversity in fellowship. Right. Right. Yes. So, um, I mean, like I think just in our talking about this episode, I mean, I, I think we have to acknowledge that, um, this could be a reason why it is difficult to have multi-ethnic churches. Yes, um, because there's this, this, this feeling, or the uh, the minority culture has this feeling of I have to adapt every time I go into this space. I have right. to I have to act differently at church, uh, even around my church members than I would my fellow church members than I would at home or in 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 a in a um, a less majority majority space. Yeah, and when you are used so used to having to do that all the time, all the time in mm-hmm. other spaces, and mm-hmm. then you're you're hoping that you don't have to do it on Sunday mornings, right? Yes, right. Especially when you got the option to be in a all That's black right. church or all right. um, Hispanic church versus going into a majority space where you feel like you can't be yourself. Mm. And so some examples of this yes. would be uh, like language, like okay. how you speak and not necessarily just the words that you use, right? Making right. sure you use proper English, because I think we mm. all have spaces where we try to use better English sure. <laughs> than we do yeah. maybe More formal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, you, we... Black people, we have our kind of what what's been commonly termed as ebonics, right? Ebonics. Ebonics. Yes. Uh, you know, we we kind of talk a little bit different when we're around one another, and so. But it's more than just using proper English. It's changing even the tone of your voice, okay, to make it sound more white. Called the white people voice. Like we we actually so, talk to each other about. You know, you're using your white people voice versus your normal so tone it's of voice. it's recognize like you it could be recognizable between yeah. you know right it's, two see, black guys are standing there talking and they're like Kenny why are you using your white person oh voice? yeah like see it may not be recognizable to you know the majority culture because right. I yes. I may always use it with okay. the majority culture but if a, okay. a black person was walking by seeing me talk to 
mm-hmm. you know, a white person. I'm like, that mm-hmm. kidney don't talk like that. Like, why wow. is he talking, you know, differently than he normally does? And so it's the not not just the words we are using, but actually the the tone of ver- voice that you're using, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you kind of see it in. I really, in, I mean, at this point, I really want to stop you. <laughs> just want to get an example. Yes, of it. I no. want to put you on the spot, yes. and I want you to say, "Okay, this is how I would say it." <laughs> see, I can't even to do Tyrone, it. Tyrone, right. right? And then this is how I would say it to to William. See, here's right? the thing that, with me though, like. I've graduated from okay. that. Graduated, <laughs> right? Wow, wow. Like, I, well, I'm, I'm, I've become so comfortable in my own skin to where yes. I don't do it anymore. But right. there was you don't, a point you don't in feel time. The necessity, yes. Yeah, there was a point in time, like in school or um, going, going to work or things like that, where mm-hmm. I felt like I did have to change the way that I, sure, the way I presented myself, the way I talked. Okay. Um, depending on which environment I was in. And and you would say so like examples of that would be you you would you would code switch if you're trying to interview for a job or if you're yeah. on the phone with a, perhaps a white person right um, or, or even just being at work on a daily basis okay. right interacting with my superiors or my coworkers yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. making sure I'm you know talking to them in a way to where well first of all you know you may be intimidated by my. <laughs> Right. My black voice, right? Yeah, I don't want right. to intimidate you with my normal voice, so I'm going to use a voice that you mm-hmm. are familiar with or, you know, that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable and not less threatened. But also understanding that the way I interact and the way that I present myself is not just going to get me a job, but it's going to help me keep a job and yeah. help maybe be promoted to a different job, right? right. And so you have to keep that facade mm-hmm. up all the time. You see in movies where like British actors playing an American and they just change their accent. And you're like, that mm-hmm. person doesn't talk like that. Right. And so it's, it's really you're playing a role. Like you just end up changing your, your voice for this mm-hmm. role that I'm playing right now. And and so, I mean, you're doing that because you're trying to uh, not force the majority person into kind of an awkward, weird, be- right. because you are looking, I mean, there is a, I I want to I want to either it's I want to maintain I want to get the job I want to maintain the job I want to get promoted at work whatever right? I want to be I mean, accepted at school yeah yeah uh, whatever like it is that. yeah 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 okay what what else what are some other maybe um what are some other examples of code switching yeah are? so another example would be like the way you dress okay like for me the example I would use is that like during during high school mm-hmm. I I mean I, I dressed like most black people dress. I mean, right. I, <laughs> yes. I wore some eccentric looking things, uh, different colored things. Okay. Kinda, yeah. Eccentric. That's a, a fancy little, term. Little bit ex- I mean, we're t- thinking about like cross colors, like yes. black people will understand where cross yes. colors and stuff like that. Carl Kanai, yes. things like that. Um, so the real question though, Kenny is, did you sag your pants? Never sag my pants. That Come was on, like man. The, like, here's, here's the odd <laughs> weird thing. Right. I, I mean, I was a serious sa- pants sagger. Uh huh. Really? Like, yes. When I was in high school, <laughs> I had a pair of pants that were waist thirty six. Oh man! I wore I don't know twenty eight whatever. Right. And and yet I always sag my pants. Mm. Like that it was, was a, too uncomfortable to me. Was I trying to code switch? Yeah, I don't think that's how that works. Been. Right. I yeah. don't think that's how that works. If you're trying to be accepted into that 
that, that culture. Maybe you were well, code switching, right? right? Yes. But uh, I just didn't really like the majority culture around me, and so I was like, <laughs> "How do I?" <laughs> I'm trying to refer. How do I escape this? <laughs> Can I somehow? Oh, man. Plus, I really liked Iraq to rap the music, so yeah. I was into that. Hey, I mean, you know, let's there keep, were let's keep them away from. There were some other things happening there, but um, okay. So dress would be one. You yeah. So I after a while I realized that hey, you know, a lot of the white guys I knew they wore khakis. Oh right? man! And so I what know, a bummer. <laughs> bought some khakis, right? I, I mean, I wear right. khakis now a lot, right? Because That's, they're they're comfortable to me, but right, you know, yes. they kind of go with everything. That but is true. That, that is true. Before. Before that time, I didn't wear khakis. I just okay. felt like, you know, this is something that I needed to do in order to be accepted in these circles. So right. if I show up wearing, you know, yeah, yeah. red pants and a... <laughs> well, now explain. Right. I, think, I think maybe some of our listeners, particularly our majority culture white listeners, would say, well, I, I you know, like if I'm going for a job interview, I'm going to dress differently than I would go if I'm going to play basketball somewhere. Right. So what's the difference in that? Well, that's... I mean, those are kind of two extremes, right? Yeah, yeah. Playing basketball versus going to a job interview. But, yeah. like, I can dress nicely in some maybe a, some red slacks and mm. a nice shirt that yes. kind of matches the red slacks. Mm. Michael just Jackson. As I can. I, it makes me think of Michael Jackson. <laughs> right, just as I can, yes. right? Mm-hmm. A, some khakis and a nice button-up. I could I do, see. like, like when you go, like if you go to a like a, even a suit store mm-hmm. that's catering to African Americans versus mm-hmm. catering to yes, it's different. Yes. the majority culture, mm-hmm. it's different. You can have a lot. Like look at somebody like even Steve Harvey versus mm-hmm. <laughs> you know someone yes. else who who right. hosts a show. Steve Harvey is dressing in all different type of colors. Right, I mean, right. all different type of styles. Shoes are right, totally right. different than uh, well, you know even another game show host. Okay, and so. Steve Harvey can look nice in what he's wearing, and mm-hmm. um, whoever's hosting other game shows, white person, right. Pat Sajak can look nice, and <laughs> <laughs> he's still hosts the Wheel of Fortune, right? Right. Yeah, I, he can I look think, nice in yes, what he's wearing. But if we only say that you have to dress like Pat Sajak in order yeah, to be yeah. accepted, then you're making mm-hmm. Steve Harvey yes. change who Coach he Witch. is, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. In order to be, in order to get the job, in order to be, keep the job, in order to be accepted by right. the culture, right? I, I really didn't see the episode going down the comparison between Steve Harvey. I didn't and see it Pat either, Sajak. man. That, you that, know, that's a surprise. That, that's that's your, that's the freestyle for the day. I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not where I was expecting things to go. Okay, right. so we've got language. We've got tone, or at least the way we speak, kind of dress. Yeah. Um, what are some other maybe examples of this? Other other things that might need to be changed or is are changed right. at times. I would say hair is another one. Okay. Um, I don't have that problem because that I don't is, have that any is hair. True. I, can't, I just went you can't ahead, code switch. Right, went ahead and went you know shaved my head, so I wouldn't have that to code switch in that way. Yes, but there there are certain hairstyles, and majority of them are you know in in the black culture, like afros, dreads, braids, things of that nature. That are considered, or, or that we have the perception that's considered by mm. the majority culture that they're yeah. unprofessional. So right. we have people, or natural hair for even black women, like mm-hmm. wearing your hair natural, yeah. can be considered unprofessional. So mm-hmm. they either get a perm, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. get rid of your afro, you get rid of your dreads, get rid of your braids, get rid of those things if you want to get the job, you want to be accepted in these. Um, spaces, mm-hmm. and so you you code switch. Yeah, you yeah. go from what 
you're comfortable with or what you're used to in your culture in order to appease or to be accepted. Right. So, for example, like like a, um, a woman, a, a black woman might wear her hair if she's going to work and she's working in majority spaces. Yeah. And and she's going to church in an African American church. She might wear her hair differently. Yeah. To work than right. how she's going to wear it on Sunday. Right. Okay. And and like understand that the especially historically the black church like you don't go to church looking any old way. You're going sure. you know mm-hmm. dressed nicely like yes. you would you know yeah at, uh, at work. You might mm-hmm. be dressed nicer yeah even at mm-hmm. church than you would you know, at work. And so it's not necessarily that you're dealing with two extremes. It's just that you feel like that the way that I dress nicely in my culture is different than the way I dress nicely in majority culture or white culture. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, that anything else, I mean, what other examples would you, Anything else? I would say even names, right? Yeah. Um, we, we actually talked about this in another episode about how, you know, years ago there was this um, this study, like you're sending resumes out with the exact same names, like, like, like with exact same qualifications, I yes. mean, yeah. but different names. Mm-hmm. And the names that seem to be more ethnic, right, mm-hmm. um, they, they didn't seem to be getting the – Right. interviews and the jobs as much as the traditionally white names. Sure. And so you you know, if you have a name that is, you know, distinctively African American, right? Mm-hmm. Or African, you you may decide, well, I'll I'll go by my middle name that is not as eccentric or right. different as mm-hmm. the white culture. Or I will shorten even my <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. shorten my name into something more um uh, acceptable yeah. In the majority culture. Okay. Right. Even uh, the way we shake hands, right? Oh, yes. The way we shake hands is different. Like, um, you're going to have to. I can't, I can't to, even. You're going to have to educate me on this one because I, I, I don't even, think I shake um, hands right. I can't do it because we're doing audio. But, oh, man. <laughs> like we, no video on the podcast, yeah, guys. No, no video on the podcast. But, you know, there is a difference in how two black men shake hands versus yes. a black man and a white man. Hmm. And we're just going to give you a firm handshake if we're shaking right. hands with a. We do need to. We do need to put. I mean, we've got we've got video capabilities. Right. We, we need to do some. Throw us like, up on the Facebook page yes. and just show people. We how. need to like have a video of you <laughs> and Tyrone shaking hands. Right. And then like me and Lucas shaking hands. Yeah, it's right? gonna be. And it's then, gonna look a little bit different. And then the awkwardness of when we try to shake hands yeah, with man. one another. That's gonna look yes, bad. That's gonna be crazy. That's, we're gonna fumble that all ridiculously. Right. But there. But but you would say there is a. If you're approaching um, a black man yeah. to shake his hands, your approach is going to be different than if you're approaching a white man to shake his hands. Absolutely. Right. If, yeah. If, not necessarily you personally, but like, but in the the in minority the culture. culture feels right. like I've got to approach this differently. Yeah. The way we're going to greet one another is going to be different mm. than we do in the majority culture. Okay. And so we're gonna we're gonna code switch. We're gonna do what's acceptable in that culture. Um, to avoid being offensive and to increase our chances of being accepted. Okay. Right. So let's dive into this biblically, right? Yeah. What what is what's our biblical response to code switching? Is it is it right? Is it proper? Is it improper? What what are the how do we think through this as 
Christians. Yeah, so there are occasions in which it is proper to, um, and code switching may not be the right word when it's mm-hmm. proper. It's, it's more about adapting to the culture that you are in. And right. so the example that um, is probably most known by people is Paul in 1 Corinthians 9. He talks about becoming all things to all people mm-hmm. for the purpose of winning some, right? Yes. So he talks about to the Jew, he'll be like the Jew. To the Greek, he'll be like the Greek. Right. And so the whole purpose of that is so that he can, once again, not be offensive, right? right. And mm-hmm. to be accepted in those areas so that mm-hmm. he can share the gospel right. and, and people may come to know Christ. And so right. that, that would be the proper reason to adapt to the culture. Mm-hmm. I know we even have an example, you know, um, that we are actually trying to do right now. What, right. Tell a little bit about that. Yeah. So we were at a, uh, we were at a missions conference an Acts one, eight missions conference. Uh, what was it? Two weeks ago. And we are talking, we are, we have made a partnership with the Filipino peoples. And so we're looking to try to reach our, our, we want to do that locally. We're going to do that, uh, hopefully, uh, internationally, ultimately, uh, hopefully to make it to the Philippines would be our uh, goal. And so one of the one of the kind of the breakout sessions that Kenny and I both attended was kind of a uh, a session on Filipino culture. And we talked about things that could that we wouldn't think that much about, but that would be very offensive or things that would be very different in the Filipino culture uh, than would be uh, in American culture, you know. So yeah. th- there were all kinds of different you know examples. I mean, one example is like in the Filipino culture, girls like young girls or even older women will walk down the street holding hands. Yeah. Whereas then you do that in America and it's like, oh, that's a, you know, that's right. a statement. That's a, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're trying to make a statement here. Whereas in the Filipino culture, that's a very friendly thing to do. That's very, um, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't mean the same thing in that culture as it does in, you know, our culture. And so if, yeah. if somebody came up to you and wanted to hold hands or whatever, that'd be very different. Right you know, there than it would be here. And so just trying to understand cultural differences um, and and, underst- and being okay with that and not being offensive because ultimately our goal is to share yeah. the gospel and love on people. And so, yeah, I think that's a, that's a right example. But what about, is there, what would be improper reasons for having to code switch? Yeah, I, I think uh, one of the improper reasons and the reason why it happens a, a lot is to, to try to make the majority culture feel comfortable Mm. right it's it's not that like what i'm doing or the way i'm dressed or the way i'm talking or or any of those things that they are sinful in any way Mm -hmm. it's just i want to make this culture feel comfortable so that they can (laughs) right you know feel comfortable feel comfortable yes uh i don't want to expose them to anything that would make them you know, right. push back from me mm-hmm. or or yeah. not want to to be around me. So, I would say that's the wrong reason in order to try to cold switch to change who God has made you to be that's right. or to the try culture to, yeah. that He has placed you in in order to just make people feel comfortable. Right. And it's not necessarily a good reason uh, to do so. What what is what is another reason, brother? Well, yeah, I mean, I think you know, and this, I mean, it just goes along. Just, I mean, the the idea of I'm going to do, th- I'm going to change this just simply because I want to be accepted by man. You know, I want to yeah. be acceptable, whatever. I don't think that's what Paul's talking about. Becoming all things to all people, right? Yeah. Um. And 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 again, I mean, it, a lot of it depends on how you define all that and and your you know your your wording. But if you're just like, hey, I'm gonna 
I'm going to be somebody totally different here so that this group will accept me so that this will, right. Uh, mm-hmm. then I, then I really am. I'm actually going to hide, you know, hide the true me. I, I think that then it, then you kind of become, um, I mean, it's hard not to say that you're wearing a mask being fake, you know, right. I mean, in that, in, the, in that regard. And so I don't, I don't think the Bible would encourage us, um, to behave in that way. Does that make sense? You think yeah. you agree with that? Right. Okay. So what are some what are some practical ways? I mean, um, you know, we're talking about all this about kind of definitions and what this is, but what are some practical responses? So we'll start let's start with let's kind of do practical responses from majority culture and some practical responses from minority culture. What are, what are some things that the majority culture can do to try to help in this area? Yeah, I think one one thing that's important is to not make your cultural preferences the most important thing. Right. Right. And and first you have to recognize <laughs> in order to do that you have to recognize what is actually your preference. Mm. Right. Because I I think a lot of times we don't realize that our preferences are actually those things we think right. that they are hard and fast rules we, ba- we baptize them yeah they, yeah you, like you this can't is, really have true christianity unless you do it this way right it's if like, you don't dress uh, this way you don't talk this way mm-hmm. you don't sing, sing this, way, this way or mm-hmm. or worship this way or right. express yourself this way. if you don't do these things this way then you're sinning yeah and so we have to first recognize what is a preference but then make sure um that we we don't make those preferences. It's okay to have those preferences, right? Sure. But we don't want to make those the most important thing to where if we see someone dressed a certain way or we see someone, I mean, once again, there's a way to dress that is clearly sinful. Oh, sure, yeah. Right, but then there's ways that are just different. Sure. And we have to allow space for those things instead mm. of being like, okay, well, the way I dress or the way I want people to dress is most important. Mm. What else would you say, brother? Well, I mean, we talk about this a lot, but I, I think part of it just goes back to listening. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you gotta have conver, you gotta have conversations. You, you have to be uh, willing to um, let um, the minority culture speak into the speak into the majority culture. Yeah, uh, show some area because there because there may be things that we've made we've kind of certain preferences that we've baptized that we don't recognize. Right, but the minority culture can help us see that. You know, and can help, and we can go. Oh, yeah, I didn't even really realize how I was trying to make that valuable. And I and I think it's too, especially when we start talking about church. Right. We need the minority culture to help. I think white culture is pretty blind to this in the culture in the church setting. Yeah. Um. And so we we need to we it it would be helpful to try to listen to. You know, just to ask the question when you when you come to our church, when you visit our church as a minority, how how does it feel? Yeah. Do do you do you feel pressure to code switch? I mean, do you feel pressure to dress a certain way or to sing a certain way, or do you, do you feel welcome? Right. Yeah. Is this is this obviously this is not a black church, right? So it doesn't feel like you're coming into a minority church, but but do, you know how do how, you know what can we do to try to yeah um, help help you feel more comfortable. Right. Right. We recognize there's going to be some awkwardness. There's going to be some awkwardness on both sides. That's one of the things that you and I've talked about. Right. Uh, and, and our, the merging of our churches is there's going to be some awkwardness. Yeah. But what can we do to try to minimize that and to try to, to really highlight the things that we are here for and, 
So yeah. I, I think that's important. I think the majority culture has work to do in that area. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. What else might would you maybe say to the majority culture? Yeah, I think these these kind of all go together in some ways, yeah. but you know, be willing to do things differently. Yeah. Like again, don't hold too tightly to your preferences. Do do not hold too tightly to the order and mm-hmm. and and all the things that you are used to, but be willing to as you listen, as you realize that, hey, this is a preference. This is not uh, a, a principle that we need to hold tightly to, mm-hmm. um, that we can, in fact, do things differently. And it, it won't hurt our worship of Jesus, right? right? It won't That's hurt right. our mission as far as trying to reach people for Jesus Christ. Anything else on, on what the majority culture can do in this area, brother? Well, I think, you know, something that you had talked about that I think it's important to emphasize is that there is this kind of expect, especially in like multi-ethnic spaces, there is this expectation, it seems like, from the majority culture for the minority culture to adapt. Yeah. You you you, you adapt to us. Right. But it but in Christian in the Christian spaces, it should be right. the The majority culture should be willing to say, "Hey, we're we're going to adapt to you." Yes, and then, and, and or how can we work on this together? Like how? It, right. But there can't be this. There can't always be this. Hey, we, you're in our church now, right? And we expect you to act like that. Get like, it together. I, I mean, nobody would say that. I don't think. But but there can be. I think for the, for the minority culture, there can. F- be this pressure of feeling like I've got to act a certain way yeah. at church, even, right. even in my multi-ethnic church, you know, yeah. um, because I'm still trying to kind of, you know, code switch. And so I, I think I think the majority culture has to go out of its way as best as it can, you know, go out of its way to um, to, to adapt. Right. You know, to adapt in that in that way. And I think even when we're talking about even the Filipino ministry, it's yeah. it, it, it is a difference between how missions were previously done. Yeah, it wasn't right. an idea of we're going to try to adapt to that culture. Mm-mm. It's like, no, we have the answers. Right. We're going to make them adapt. It's yeah. the kill the Indian, save the man type yeah, type yeah, yeah. situation mm-hmm. from when they were trying to reach the Native Americans. Right. And so. Yeah, it's it's a idea of yeah, you're going to have to learn to adapt to the to the people mm-hmm. who are before you and not necessarily expect them to adapt to who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now what about the minority culture? How what what would we what would you say to the minority culture? How can they help in this area? Yeah, I would say the same thing as far as the first point, like don't make your cultural preferences primary. Yeah. Because it can be easy to say, well, I don't want to I don't want to have to deal with um, the majority culture at all, right? right? And what we have to realize, even as the minority culture, is that the ma- the majority culture has beauty mm, in it, right? Right. That's right. Uh, all the cultures have some beauty in it. Otherwise, mm. God doesn't create them, right? right. Uh, God, God created um, all all the people, all the cultures, for a very specific purpose. Is that there there is beauty in it. And so we we can't get to the point and say, well, I'm so sick and tired of code switching. We're just going to hold to our preferences mm. and make them try to adapt to us instead of like yeah, at yeah. some point, both groups have to say, <laughs> all groups have mm. to say, we're going to lay some things down make for some the sake of mm. the, the gospel, right? Yeah, for good. the sake of unity in the gospel. So what else, brother? Well, I think I think what I would ask for 
as a white male yeah is a lot of grace amen you know because there are times when i may be holding on to something or saying something or doing something or, or having some kind of an expectation that i don't even recognize i don't even realize is that different culturally yeah uh and so i i think um i think there is a there is a I would just ask for a lot of grace, a lot of teaching, a lot of pulling aside and saying, hey, when you said this, that might have been, I mean, like those kinds of things that may be awkward, that may be right. unhelpful, but I think those things are important. I mean, I, um, I I know as somebody in the majority who wants to be as welcoming as we possibly can be, I mean, we've talked about this, how do right. we do this? And, um, you know, my conversations with you have helped tremendously in that. Yeah. And so I, I would just, you know, ask for a lot of grace. I yes. think. Lead lead with grace, right? That's Amen. a good that's a good um value for our church. Um cool. All right. Anything else you would add there on minority culture? Yeah, kinda along those lines of um showing grace and leading with grace is is to to help the majority culture see and and learn the struggle that you are facing as the minority culture who feels the pressure to mm. to code switch in in different environments because i think what what happens i know for me as a black man sometimes i i feel like okay well they should know already yeah yeah <laughs> like i shouldn't have to explain mm. like code switching and all this stuff but mm -hmm. understand like they don't know yeah like a lot of times people are just simply ignorant Mm -hmm. and, and you can't jump to the conclusion that they should already know and they should um, accommodate me if you haven't explained or you haven't um, explained in a way that is, you know, respectful, treating yeah. them like a brother or sister to mm -hmm. where they can understand what you are actually going through. It's okay. wrong for us to expect um, yeah. the majority culture to understand everything. Sure. Yeah. That's fair. That's good. Yeah. All right, cool. What's uh, what about our uh, diversity resource for uh, this week, brother? What what could we what could we uh, be looking at? Diversity resource for this week is a book by Derwin Gray, uh, Doctor Derwin Gray. Yes, uh, building a multi ethnic church: a gospel vision of love, grace, and reconciliation in a divided yeah. world. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, these are some of the things you have to think about when yes. you have a diverse church, when you're fighting for diversity and fellowship, is how do we bring uh, cultures that are different from one another, people that are different than one another, how do we bring them in, in together in a way to where nobody is trying to code mm -hmm. switch, right? They can yeah. be who they are, yes. and we can acknowledge the beauty in who they are. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. All right. Uh, so our crazy question for the week. Crazy question, brother. What was your craziest costume or mask that you have ever worn? See, code switching is kind of like putting on a costume, right? Okay. Yeah. Being something that you're you're not designed to be, right? You yeah, weren't yeah. created to be. So what was your craziest costume or mask yes. that you've ever worn? Yeah, I'm a little scared to admit this, but oh, there was a man. time, I think I was 7th Do not say grade? blackface. No. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> we fight, oh, my we fight on the podcast. Cancel. I'm, I'm right. canceled. No, no, no. Um, I was in 7th grade. I was in, it was a great, it was a thing called Odyssey of the Mind. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, sounds, it, was, it was nerdy. It, it was seriously nerdy. <laughs> nerdy. Listening to, I was wearing my saggy pants, listening to rap in Odyssey of the Mind. So, and... We did this, we had to do this, I don't even know how to explain it, Kenny. We had to do this, like, competition thing. Yes. And in our competition, I had to dress up like, get ready for it, 
a hot dog. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah I, I should not admit this. <laughs> so, and then I had to go through like the five stages. Like I had to, I was getting eaten, you know? Yeah. So it was a hot dog getting eaten. Then I was like in the stomach, in the digestive tract. And then I was no. in like the intestine, large intestine, small intestine until... You know what happens after that, right. right? I mean, I was in all those. I was in all those. No, man. <sighs> man, God, it's so we don't have enough time for me to explain for real. that. And I just threw that out there, and people have a mil- You have a million questions. Everybody has a million questions. Man. But that was it. That uh, was my craziest costume. It was mask. funny at first. Now I'm sad. It's weird. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird. Okay, enough right. about me, Kenny. Craziest costume or mask? Man, I got a lot of them, but the one in particular that stands out to me is like my senior year in high school. um, The cheerleaders wanted to do like a a routine to the village people, YMCA. Yes, Yes, they did. And so they got like four or five of us. They got Kenny. Like the football Mm -hmm. team and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And we dressed up as the village people. So I was the cowboy. Oh, wow. I was the cowboy. Wow. Yeah. It was great. It was a. now, I, some video of this somewhere. I was going to ask, yeah. right? Is there any way we can get video of that on? There's probably some video here on somewhere. On the Facebook page? Yeah, we're going to need we're gonna some video. We're going to have to video. find that. I mean, it's probably, it's old, so we got to figure out a way to, all right, man. to digitize it and all this Dude, stuff, I don't but. care if you just take a phone <laughs> and, like, video the. We don't care how it looks. I don't care what it looks like. Oh, I just man. need to see a video. Yeah, of, we had a whole routine to it. It, Kenny, was, it was nice. Kenny the Cowboy. Yes. King. Kenny the King Cowboy. Kenny the Man. Cowboy King. Yes, that's yeah. good. All right, Grell. Uh, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. We hope it's been helpful for you, and we will catch up with you guys next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.